Hey, 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 what's up, La Familia, you crazy football-loving nutters? This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating in listening to the Inter-Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex, two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. Well, in the words of Frank Sinatra, that's life. Riding high in April, shot down in May, man. We we were all all smiles. Such such a good feeling last episode, and oh man, that that heartbreak on uh, on Saturday. That might be probably toughest toughest thing I can think of outside of making the playing round in our first season, beating Cincinnati in the, the hailstorm. It wasn't a hailstorm, but sideways moving rain with that beautiful Mikey Ambrose ripper from outside the box, only to go up to Nashville and just lose 3-0 and completely fall apart. Man, that was <clears throat> it's the emotions of, uh, of football right there, man. Like, obviously, we wanted to win. Um, then everyone's like, okay, we'll settle for the point, right? You know, Hey, draw could be worse. Oh man. And then it just got, it just went all, all bad, man. Uh, that was, that hurt. That hurt. I saw you laughing a bit, trying to, I imagine just find some humor in it. So you're not that upset. Yeah. I mean, going with the music theme here, like Justin Timberlake said, what goes around comes around and it comes all the way back around. Uh, we did it to Minnesota. We did it to Dallas. <laughs> Why did it have to be Orlando of all teams? I know. You know, and 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 the killer thing is, it was such a routine ball that we, we just mm-hmm. switched off. Yeah. That's all it is. It was a bad um, cross, man. That was a pathetic cross. We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into. It. Let's, let's yeah. Let's uh, let's intro real quick first, and uh, let's just get through this because. None of us really want to sit here and deep dive into this absolute uh, heartbreak for uh, for lack of, a, I guess, a, a more family-friendly uh, option there. But uh, welcome, everyone, to the Near Miami podcast. I'm Jay Kington, joined by, as always, Mr. Than Harrington. How how are you doing, buddy, outside of, uh, you know, the obvious here? You know, how's life? Uh, just trying to stay optimistic, man. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we'll get into it, but it's, uh, you know our waveform it lets us down every single time we have a fortress building at home away uh, is what it is but you know we're gonna rebound we'll be right back at it yeah it's just it's just another one of those situations where like you know the the three points this this past week were, were pretty crucial I and mean, we really needed that to to stay right just outside the playoffs because everything's uh getting tight and then it seemed like everything was was going our favor as far as the other games being played in the east like really, just outside of of Charlotte, destroying Nashville four to one. There were a lot of draws. Um, you know, 
there was a New England loss. We, we need New England to, to lose and draw as many as we can. So it seemed like this was our opportunity only to just be destroyed. Emotionally destroyed. Emotional damage. <laughs> Emotional damage. Yeah, there we go. We, we need to have him come on. <laughs> no, that's our new, that's our new uh, clip right there. Oh, um, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, we'll just do this like uh, like uh, video game streamers. Yeah. There yeah, 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 that works. It works. Like, subscribe to keep us going here, folks. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, outside of just our game, it pains me even more that I sat through a city group game because I wanted to see if New England would win or lose. I watched the entire thing, made me sick to my stomach. Um, I did it, yeah, well, buddy. Don't I mean, worry. yeah, it is what it is. Here's the worst part we- I did it with a house full of people that don't care about mm. MLS, and they were just. This is on the big screen, and they couldn't really do anything about it. Is that cruel? That's cruel uh, unusual. Well, I was watching it, and Lucy walked by me, and she goes, are you feeling okay? I'm like, <laughs> what? She goes, you're, you're watching a city match. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I, I know. And she just kind of looked at me in disbelief and then walked out. And I was like, okay. Well, I mean, that's what happens Very when, well. when what they own a team in every single league. How many teams? Yeah. They have like eight teams. It's disgusting. Yeah, they just picked, uh, didn't they just buy, was it Palermo in Italy or something like that, I think? Wouldn't I don't know who it was. Would not yeah. surprise me. Yeah, it is what it is. But hey, why don't we dive into this? Let's just get this over with. Let's rip the Band-Aid off. What? Yeah. Let's just, let's just do it. It's not really uh, other ways to, to, to do this. I mean, look, here's the deal. Here's the story. This game was fought in the midfield. Uh, 43% of uh, the possession of the action was all in the midfield. Uh, I didn't think we necessarily played bad by any means. It seemed like a, a pretty heavy defensive game. Uh, we'll get into the stats here, but you know, long story short, each team laid one shot on goal. Um, it was just one of those games, man. It, it's kind of this this recurring problem. Like I think we get lulled into um, a sense of like false confidence in in Inter Miami because they've had several late game winners, not only this season, but going back to last season, uh, it's kind of just like the way of life. And yeah, while it's extremely exciting and gratifying when it pays off, there still is this underlying issue that, that hasn't really uh, been addressed. And that's just the lack of ability to score specifically score early. And, you know, Leo Campana right on the fringes of the MVP race, he's got eight goals. Um, Outside of that, everyone else on our team is two. Uh, not everyone, but I mean everyone that's on the the uh, you know the scores list only is two. We, it just seems we don't have a consistent secondary attacking option. And hopefully, maybe this is Coco Coco Jin. Maybe this is Pozuelo. I would have to think it's definitely Pozuelo because he's done it at a high level in this league. But until we get some sort of option outside of Leo, because when Leo gets locked down, it's kind of just an ineffective team. And then we're looking for that crazy breakaway cross or, you know, Emerson just going like a maniac and just taking on the, the, the whole team. Uh, it's this guy, this got to get figured out for us to really be able to, to, uh, to hit the next level, I believe. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And if you, if you miss the match, you get, like you said, you can kind of bookend it. There was a shot in the second minute and there was a shot 
later towards the match. I don't know the exact minute of it, but you could have blacked out throughout the entire game and, and woke up none the wiser. Like it, it really wasn't, I don't want to say it was bad football because it really wasn't. And, you know, I, I hate praising Orlando in any way, shape or form, but like both teams played well, both teams battled it out. You know, if I had to compare it to something else, Jay, I would say it was like a prize fight. It was like a title fight out there. It was punch, counterpunch, punch, counterpunch. Mm-hmm. And and neither team wanted to go down. It's just it's unfortunate that it had to go down the way it did, you know. Um to your point, uh Campana again locked down and we didn't have another attacking option. It's it's concerning to say the least, but I will also say that it also gives the organization one giant glaring focus when it comes to transfers. If either one of these two doesn't work out, so be it. I don't think that's going to be the case. But then we can say, okay, primary next transfer window has got to be an attacker, like all-out attacker. Go go down to go down to your South American boys and find us another one, Jay. Bring bring them on up yeah. here. You know, like more more we, more, we more Brazilians. <laughs> that's my yeah. We we that's my motto. God, we got to get somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you're right. even, even to the point where, and I, again, this might be shocking to some, I'm actually loosening my stance on bringing Suarez in. Like, we have <laughs> to get somebody. I don't care who it is. Well, but we don't hit the playoffs. Apparently, we're not getting them. Yeah, well, I mean, that is what it is. But, like, if you've been living under a rock, if Damian Lowe scores one more, he's tied for second in goal scored for the yeah. team. Like, that's absurd. Yeah. You know, and Gonzalo only has two because of penalties. And then it's just a, a smattering of other players scoring throughout the season. It it really lacks consistency where if you look, and I hate to say it, but you look like NYCFC, uh, Tati's been on fire. Morales has been on fire. You know, like, you could just throw the ball out to the field and one of those guys is going to get uh, at least one goal a game. It's, like, they have the consistency that we need. Yeah. So... And I mean, you're right outside, like, so the second minute Leo has a chance to, to, you know, score glances, the, the, the header wide, which, you know, is, is, you know, not like can't be mad, but it's just a little like uncharacteristic of him because he's been so good with his head. And then really, I mean, even in the seventh minute when Indiana had a shot that, (laughs) I mean, you take that shot probably, you know, take that eight more times or, or 10 more times and it's going in probably eight it, It's only stopped by Galese's nose, which looked like a pretty painful shot to the face. But yeah, then uh, you could have, you could have fallen asleep, which I'm sure a lot of the, of the fans did. Cause this was such a late game and we'll get into Phil's uh, you know, some, some of the comments around the, uh, the press conference, but uh, some of that, you know, that the, even the announcers were saying was that, you know, this game was, but delayed, what, two and a half hours, something like that. And he mentioned that the pregame meal is at like four 30. So with a delay like that, I mean, you're, you're starving and you don't have the nutrition. And so you're probably just, you know, sucking down as many of those like electrolyte gel packs that you can trying to get some sort of, you know, energy in your body, but it, it's just tough. And you're, you're going, you know, late and it's that, that humid Florida weather. It, it just, man, where we were all feeling pretty good going into the game and we're going to get our revenge. It's just all these, you know, outside circumstances happened, and then we revert back to the inner Miami that that can't really put anything away. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I looked at the passing chart, and it didn't feel like it was one of those games. But if you've looked at the passing charts in the past from games we've lost, the passing definitely played out to a game that we weren't going to win. We didn't have those 
connecting runs that were equal between the back line, the midfield, and the attacking unit. It was back line trying to lob it, bypassing the uh, bypassing the midfield. And I actually noticed that there was no actual play between the left wing and the left back. There was like there wasn't enough passes mm-hmm. or any passes at all to register on that passing map. So it's showing that we were just trying to force the ball in to wherever we could. And, you know, credit to Orlando. They locked it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just as much as we locked it down on the other side. Um, it, you know, it felt like an early 2000s Premier League match. Pouring, like, not saying it was raining then, but pouring down rain, two defensive-minded teams, no one's given up. Uh, and just unfortunate that the, the final bell told on us and, and Orlando walked away with all three because they definitely didn't deserve it in my book. No, they didn't deserve it at all. And, uh, you know, like, we'll fast forward. I mean, really the only things to note on the second half is Emerson came on, looked electrifying at first, was trying to take on the whole team by himself, made, you know, made some beautiful runs, beating his man, getting into a threatening position, and then would just pass the ball and it just go right to, to one of the, uh, you know, Orlando defenders. And that brings us to, to really the end of the game, which was just a, a horrible, pathetic cross by Jake Mulraney. Um, you know, they said that Yedlin got a little injured, so they think Orlando was attacking that side, you know, attack the weakness. Really, what, two Orlando players in the box, only one in a threatening position. Moraney just hits this in. It's so short. It's not even the threatening ball. A little bit of miscommunication, exhaustion, whatever you want to call it, between Damian and, and Drake Callender. Uh, Drake's going for this ball. Easy save for Drake. And honestly, easy clearance for Damian. You know, but it's just, I think that exhaustion, he was probably off, you know, half an inch, 10 inch on that ball where he's looking to hit it. And it just comes right off his foot, kind of right over Drake's head into the goal. And I think it hit the, uh, what, the top post and bounced down, then back. It was, it was, it was shocking. Like, it, you're just in disbelief, right? You know, it's just unfortunate. Damien Lowe, obviously, probably the best defender Inter Miami's had from, um, and effectiveness and not getting suspensions every other game, like Nagal and, uh, and, and Gonzalez Perez, you can't really blame Damien. Uh, I mean, he really is a, the leader of that back line. It's just one of those things it, that happens, man. The game can be painful. The game can rip your heart out and, and, and that's what happened. So tough, 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 tough. I'm sure that the, the, the boys are really still upset. I don't know if that's something you can just get over, you know, with a night's sleep, but Hey man, got a busy week. I mean, busy, well, yeah, busy week, a busy month, and it's up next. It's, it's on to the next one. We've got Philadelphia Union on Wednesday. We've got Charlotte on Saturday, um, and then Barcelona the following Tuesday. Uh, it, it's just, it's just going to keep going. And if I'm not mistaken, all my dates, what NYCFCs after that, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we got to get in in gear. The players looked absolutely gassed. I don't know who would be really fully fit for Wednesday. And we are missing some players. You know, they said Gonzalo had a cold. Like, what is that? But Ari Lasser is supposed to come back. But the depth isn't there right now. For the stretch of games we're about to play in in July, oh, man, it's going to be – they're going to have to go work some magic. Wouldn't it surprise me if, like, Sean Hundle stays called up, maybe call in a few others. Jovan Jones will probably get some playing time. But more – you know, maybe call up some more others from – uh, from Inter Miami, uh, too. And yeah, I mean, we're to get Philly, you know, but, but they're, where are they right now? Second in the East. 
Charlotte, who's above us, Barcelona, NYCFC, uh, who's been struggling lately, but it's still NYCFC. They're in third. And then, of course, Cincinnati, who <laughs> that's who we look to, man, right? They were just so bad for what, like five seasons. And now it's finally clicking. And I'll tell you what, man, that that's Cincinnati NYCFC and probably the best one of the season. I mean, they, they, they are fun to watch. Brenner's now acting like the, the, the man they wanted to sign, but Luciano Acosta, man, that dude's just a stud. And, and, but Brandon Vasquez is, is, is playing really well. So that, that's, that's, we got to remind ourselves and even look to Orlando. Cause Orlando was like pretty shit for five seasons as well. Um, so it, it can't be done, right? We all want the instant success, but how do you, what do you think is going to happen this next game, man? Like it's going to be heavy rotations. What game do you focus on? I guess, would you focus more on the Philly game or would you say, I mean, you know, number two team in the East. Let's focus on, on the Charlotte game because they're in six. They have, we have two games in hand on them, uh, but they are up uh, four points on us. What would you do? Well, I'm, I'm going to say we have to focus on the Philly game. Need I remind you that they just absolutely annihilated DC United. It was like, a battleship versus a paper boat in the water. Like I watched every minute of that game and I swear to God, I could hear the Duke like Anthem being sung two and a half hours away. Cause they were going absolutely crazy out there. Mm-hmm. I think Charlotte is going to be, and I don't want to jinx us here, but I think we have a better shot against Charlotte because of their injury situation. If I do recall, they have quite a few injuries right now, or at least players that were out and players that are missing due to this, that, the other thing, whatever, but you got to play damage control. We, we, we already have a shit goal differential. We have to get the defensive lockdown. We have to get everybody fresh. We have to get everybody ready to go so we don't give up four to Philly. Like, I really think if we lose to Philly, that is going to be a, a damaging thing for the psyche of the team. And we could be looking down and, the, you know, the barrel of a, a three, four, five-game skid, which we can't afford right now. It's interesting you say four, right? Four zero, because they won seven zero, but they can't play Julian Carranza against us, and he he scored the Hattie. So you know, hey, they could put up those four goals. Oh, I mean, they, they did just you know uh, lose Santos, so so I guess a little bit of good news for us. But um, and now there's that whole conversation about you know Carranza and Morgan are doing so well this season, and everyone's trying to not everyone, but there are still those people out there on the interwebs who are attacking Phil left and right for anything he does and saying you misuse Carranza and and Morgan. There's some validity to that, but, uh, you know, considering what was expected of us this season and where we are now, uh, Phil's growing on me. You know, it's all been like a little uncertain, wanted to be fair and not just be like fire Phil, but he's really starting to grow on me. I think he's really starting to grow uh, in the locker room. Now, you know, I I don't know, man. I think I would actually – I think I would probably have to disagree with you. I think you focus on Charlotte. Um, that seems like the more important game to win. I don't see Philadelphia Union dropping out of the playoff race at, at this point. Uh, I could see Charlotte doing that, though, because they're right on the fringe and we still have two games in hand. I would probably play our 1B squad against Philadelphia and then try and get back to our our prime squad on, on Saturday against, uh, against Charlotte. That's just my preference. I don't think, you know, Hey, if we go out and we put up the squad against Philadelphia and we can get a win, 
I'll take that. I'll, if you give me one win out of Philadelphia and Charlotte, I'll take it. I guess it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, although it would, I think, feel better feel better getting the three points on Charlotte and stopping them from getting any points. Or at least holding them to a draw versus losing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, man, anything could happen. Philadelphia is still, uh, still a pretty lethal team. You know, can't even lie. They still have, uh, I think it's Michael Ura. Uh, Bedoya was getting some action in there. Uh, I mean, still a still a team that that you need to to look out for. I think what we're gonna have to do here, buddy, is we're just gonna have to go back to our. Anytime we get confident, start projecting Inter Miami wins, they they lose. So I think we're gonna have to go back to uh, to our standard uh, bet, kind of predict against them and hope for the best. But you know, and of course, I didn't even mention Gazdag, right? Kind of a guy who. Disappears every probably you know so often, but for the most part, really really effective. I mean, you look at Carranza got seven; he won't be playing, but Gazda has seven, Bedoya has five, Michael Ura has five. Let me get, let me open up this this full list. Compared to us, it's Leo Campana at eight and everyone else at uh, at two who has uh, who has scored. But wow, I mean, like you Gazda seven, Bedoya five, Ura five, uh, Burke. I think it's Corey Burke three. Sergio Santos has one. Uh, so they got some scores, man, and they showed their potential. Uh, this is a tough team to beat. Now we did, but we got the draw last time against them, which was uh, pretty exciting. Um, this time we're going to be, you know, it's going to be a home game, so we are getting back to our fortress. We are what unbeaten in the last seven at home. So, uh, you know, we, even though we have the lowest attendance in the league, it seems that it's still somewhat, uh, somewhat intimidating, man. What uh, what are you, what are you going to roll with for your? your Philly union pr- prediction here Four one Philly, not even thinking about it. <laughs> they, I know they're like your second. Like I, I hate to say it. If no, they're not actually. Cause uh, the, the United legend is going to be uh, head coach at DC here by week's end. So, uh, uh, okay. you know, so you're, just, I'm, yeah. you're done playing with your toy. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, um, that's happening, no, I, right? That's that's confirmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming from uh from uh, what was it? Yeah, Derby City, Dallas right? This morning, or Derby um, City? Is it Derby? Yeah, if it's yeah. not a if it's not a, a rivalry, or is it Derby? Always in in no, it was, English. It was Derby County. Yeah, um, but no, I, I see. I see if Campana's locked down that defensive line. I mean, you got Wagner back there. Uh, he's he's. He's like obviously one of the best in the league. Oh yeah, and I see them. Lo- I mean, I see us getting locked down by that defensive line. And I'm not saying Calendar's gonna give it up, but I think he's gonna be let down in some spots, depending on who we put out on defense. Uh, and we we would I could be, also just be an alarmist right now. Seeing we'd be remiss to not mention the best keeper in the league and Andre Blake. Well, you know. Carranza, I mean, uh, not Carranza, Calendar is, 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 you know, right up there. Uh, but technically, I think Drake is the, the more experienced and probably most elite keeper in the, in the league right now. So it's Calendar Blake, then Carranza, right? That's what you're saying? Calendar like Carranza? Blake, Carranza yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Could, and I could, guess Carranza pulls like a because hell, he's going to Chelsea now, right? Who knows? Yeah, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, uh, whatever. So let's get back to it, though. I've, like I said, 4-1. Uh, I could be an alarmist because I saw, I watched every bit of that 7-0. And to be honest, if you didn't watch it, it could have been 11. Like, I, I know that sounds like it, it might be an exaggeration. It could have been every bit of 11 goals. Um, 
Aronson, the young kid, came on towards the end and and hit a few that were really close. Um, mm-hmm. Paxson's good. So, yeah, I mean, um, this is not a Philly Union podcast. This is the Inter Miami. I'm going to shut the door at four one, and that's where I'm going to leave it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I mean, so we're going to do community. Uh, I think episode next. So I guess we'll hold off predictions of of Charlotte. Let's just take this one game at a time. I'm going to go with 2-1 Philadelphia. I think we are back home. I think we do get a goal to try and ease the pain. I'm expecting a loss. Uh, a draw would be great. A win would be phenomenal. But I just, we got to get a goal. We, at not a not a last-minute ridiculous. I want an early on uh, from the a beautiful run of play, nothing too frantic where anyone's gas. I just want to see us put together, uh, you know, some some nice footy. Get a goal. And I think, you know, it'll be a, at least a positive step forward. Uh, but again, it's not going to get any easier this month outside of the Charlotte game. So strap in. It's going to be a, it's going to be a ride. Don't know which way it's going yet, but it's clunking, 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 clunking up to the top. And uh, it's probably going to drop here, but we'll, uh, we'll see. What else, uh, what else do we have here, buddy? Got an update on our uh, DP signings. What, what have we heard about them coming up? There is no update, really. Uh, in the press conferences, we have Coco, but I, I don't think there's been an update on, on. I haven't seen anything about his visa going through. Um, I know what what day was that? Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Um, you know, they said that th- there's no timetable. They're working through it as soon as they can get it done. But again, we're dealing with the government here. Maybe I mean it's such a quick turnaround. If we can somehow get Coco out there, help take him and, and let this be his learning experience because we don't really have uh, too many other options. And then Pozuelo, I don't know. I'm thinking, um, and this is kind of concurrent with with uh, you know some of the other, I guess the uh, inner Miami beat writer analysts, just supporters that have their uh, their own channels and stuff. I'm kind of in greens. I think it's probably going to be around the new york city fc game before we really get to see them uh but yeah man we could use that not only just for reinforcements but that's just going to elevate the offense to a higher level all around especially with pozuelo pulling the strings um but yeah and outside of that do you i mean you saw the romeo beckham goal yeah yeah so I was surprised how quickly everybody picked that up. And yes, I know the name back home. It's going to ring, ring bells across social media, but before I could even have a chance to post it, ESPN FC had a bleacher report, had it uh, like one of the uh, Spanish outlets had, it. I was like, damn, it was only like 30 minutes after he scored the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who missed it, uh, we did actually beat Orlando in a match this week and a come from behind three, one game Inter Miami FC two uh, David Beckham, and his son, I should say, Romeo Beckham. I just had a little brain cramp there, thinking of all the beautiful goals uh, David scored like this. Uh, Beckham had a free kick from the left-hand side of the box, curled it up over the wall into the side netting. No chance for the keeper. Absolute beauty. Uh, if you have not seen it, check it out on our Instagram page. I have posted it there. Uh, it's also on Twitter. Uh, besides that, Jay, uh, official announcement from the club today, the Barcelona game, I know, surprise, surprise, is sold out. Hey, finally, finally, we get to see what a sold out game is like and probably like only 5,000 Inter fans. I have a feeling, I have a feeling it's going to be the messy jerseys everywhere, but not the PSG ones everyone wants to wear into the supporter section. Stop doing that. Wear some pink, wear some black, wear whatever. 
white, just stop wearing messy jerseys to any soccer game you go to. But this is the one where you get a pass because, you know, he is the, the arguably greatest of all time. And uh, we got a lot of Barcelona fans out there. Well, I mean, they have to come out and see their team now because the team's not going to exist in two years. So, I mean, they, they keep signing players. I don't understand. Man. How, um, I don't understand how this works. You're, it's going to be like no week four of La Liga and Barcelona is like everyone's like on back pay or something, or they can't even you know cut the checks anymore. Well, and that's why United can't sign Frankie De Jong right now is because they still own twenty million. He said, "I'm not going anywhere until you pay me my twenty million. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, "Can we just sign him?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, moving forward, last bit of news for the episode. Uh, Academy U17 team to be featured in Liga BBVA MX International Youth Tournament. Okay. Uh, so the boys, they had a great season, as we covered before. Uh, they were one of just two MLS academies invited to participate in the tournament based off the strength of its performance at the 2022 Generation Adidas Cup. Uh, the event will take place between August 16th and 28th, with the majority of the matches taking place at Centro del Alto Redimento. I don't know if I said that right. However, the cool part for the kids here, the final is going to be held at the Azteca Stadium. So that's going to be cool. Hey, you, nailed, you nailed Azteca. As, oh, I tried that. Let's try. Uh, let's try. Let's try. Ready? Word association. Alejandro. Pozuelo. Hey, there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Less than let's give him a French. Let's give him all, all right. Um, but looking at the international group for this tournament. Thank you. Uh, Atletico, <laughs> Feyenoord, Rotterdam, Seattle Sounders, and Inter-Miami. So one of two. Uh, Philly Union did not get an invite. FC Dallas is not going to invite. That says, again, a lot about our academy. And there will be four teams from Liga MX uh, in this as well. So once again, shout out to the academy. They're doing well. Uh, this is just another stepping stone, another feather in their cap to a great season. All right. Had to hit him with the air horns. Uh, all right, bring us home, buddy. With uh, the non-paid subscription, you give it to everybody. I give it for free. You give it for free. <laughs> Welcome to OnlyFans. All right. Yeah. If you guys want to partake in our OnlyFans segment, we ask that you reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, or join our Discord channel and send us any of your fan questions, hot takes, or banter. We will start from the Discord channel. First question here. Thoughts on the attack's performance? At times it looks quite disjointed. What can we expect from Coco going forward? So like, what, how do you think he's going to perform? <laughs> With his one goal and 17 appearances this year, it's so hard to judge this man off the little bit of film that has been made available. He looks quick. He looks like he can make the key passes. Um looks like he has confidence, which is good. Like he knows what, you know, he's got a plan and he's going to execute it. It's, it's not, uh, there are times when we kind of look like a deer in the headlights on the ball in, in the attack. And I just hope he brings a, a level of confidence and certainty and just, um, you know, has, has some effect. I think that he could create some spaces on the wing. I believe we're going to utilize him primarily as a winger. Um, and I think he does have some attacking ability. I would have to look back to 2012 to 2015, uh, when he was, what, had like 65 appearances and 17 goals. That's, that's quite better. But at the same time, that was a, a decade ago. Uh, so 
you know, hoping for the best. It's another option, but overall there, I don't know if we're going to see a ton of change in the attack until Pozuelo comes in. I think he can really help seamlessly um, connect, connect everybody on the pitch. Really. I think, you know, Mota, like love him. Um, love, love is his 30, 35 yard rips. Just have a go. But, you know, he's, he's been a little under underwhelming at times compared to, I think, what he thought he was going to be. Uh, you know, Bryce Duke has great moments. Uh, Indy, as much high praise as we've, we've had for Indy, you know, throughout the past two years, one thing we didn't really talk about in the Orlando game was there was a little bit of selfishness there. He, he missed some, some runs players were making. There was a beautiful one by Yedlin that he missed. Um, holding the ball, maybe trying to do a, a little too much. So, you know, I don't know. We just, we got to get back to a, a, a systematic clinical kind of attacking presence, which it just seems like there's the inconsistency plagues this team. It's a, it's a lot of ups, a lot of downs. I think Pozuelo is going to be the main key and uh, the players just continue improving, working. Uh, you know, Phil mentioned, you know, Emerson, this is, there's, you know, there are going to be frustrating points with Emerson. There's going to be really exciting points, but this is a, a learning process for him. So I think we'll just continue to develop and Pasuelo comes in and I think we're going to be, uh, you know, better. I'm not going to say, boom, he comes in, we start ripping three, four goals a game, but we'll be more competitive. And certainly, certainly I would have to imagine get some earlier goals. I would agree. I'm also going to say from the academy standpoint, I think we're a year away from starting to see our, our talent coming up through and, and really adding to the mix. Um, and, you know, talking about the midfield, just sliding back to that real quick. Don't forget we're missing George Acosta in the midfield. And he mm-hmm. he has the vision to pull those strings. I'm, I am kind of bummed out that he's probably going to get moved back down the pecking order. Yeah. But at the same time, it's going to be really good for him to rehab back in or Miami too once he gets back. So um, I'm going to lob you my softball question now for the episode because I think we both know the answer to this one. Uh, are Orlando fans the corniest or trashiest? On earth, both (laughs) like you're just yelling F Miami, like at least make a song about it, have some sort of of club. And then like before the game, uh, I'm not going to say who, but, um, two Orlando city fans, a a guy and a girl ran up and poured beer on inter fans and, um, you know, ran away, but the cops got him. I would have to assume kicked him out of the game. Uh, I don't know if that's worthy of a, of a criminal charge, but, and then I guess there was, you know, maybe some, some scuffles. I heard they were spitting on, on the inner Miami fans. So I'm gonna go with both, bud. I'm really rivalries are fun. Uh, I'm really starting to grow a, a distaste for, um, for this club. I mean, two, the past two games, like the first one went to penalties. Um, this one, like this, you know, Jake Moraney acted like he banged in a 40 yard goal. Like you're a scrub. That, that cross was horrible. I don't know what they're so proud about right now. You can't really win during the regular season. The only thing you actually have going for you is the U S open cup. But outside of that, there's it's, nothing's blowing anyone away here or, or really exciting anybody. So enjoy it while they can, you know, do the whole Florida's purple, you know, BS on, on, on social media, all you want, but our Academy is looking promising. We're under sanctions. We don't have any DPs that play. I mean, Gonzalo barely plays. We're basically without three DPs. Uh, we're finally getting another DP level candidate in Pozuelo, although he won't be a DP until the following year. So again, it's a tough game. 
painful result, but we're still trending in the right direction. I mean, we were left for dead at the beginning of the season. Absolutely left for dead. And at least we're we're fighting for a playoff spot, which is good to see out of the boys, just that fight and that hunger. So both. You. I would agree with you. And I have to say, so immediately after the game, started getting some messages on our Instagram account. Mm. And it was like, we, like, oh, we fucking beat you guys. Oh, yeah, we had you. Yo, we trashed you. We trounced you. And the one guy actually sent us like, a two paragraph song. And first off, like I'm not going to acknowledge any of that. I'm just going to delete and move on. I checked All Twitter. Right. I didn't see anything. I didn't know they were going out. I was like, I, they're going to come at us. They, they seems to do no, that so, time. So Twitter was quiet. Yeah. But Instagram, all of a sudden it was just message. I started deleting stuff and it was like, Oh, this, uh, the one guy on our account, he's like, Oh yeah. F Miami. You guys suck. We, we, we kicked your ass last time I checked an own goal. And that late in the game wasn't kicking our ass, um, you know. And then I, I gotta give, I gotta give some to some shit to ESPN on this or whoever it was. I forget who, who the, the game was broadcast on, at least up here. But almost every time they drown us out when we're at Drive Pink, and yet clear as day with Riley sitting next to me, I could hear "fuck Miami," "fuck Miami" over and over and over. Like, come on. You know, first off, it's corny as hell. Be original. Figure something else out, you know, and just I don't know, stop being the way you are. Like, why are you the way you are? <laughs> you I, know, I, it's, it's endure this. Sorry, I'm dealing with a little bronchitis. So I know I sound a little <clears throat> sketchy. Endure this because, again, man, we're trending up like we're going to have one of the best academies in the league, it seems. Next year, we're going to have three DPs playing like it's fine. We're going to get our payback. Let them enjoy the early struggles of a club. You know, let them say any sign. They're going to say when we sign a new DP in 2027, they're still going to crack that same joke of, oh, what's this? Seven DPs for Inter Miami? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, they're. It's just such like a a pathetic, not clever. Like, you know, like I'm all for some good some good trash talking but like this is just like kind of embarrassing looking at them like they can't come up with anything of real substance of, of any real creativity be better so i Get actually good i actually <laughs> i actually had a dream uh u.s open cup because they are playing new york red bulls oh our boy lewis he's gonna and gonna yeah yeah so, so hold on this is where this is going lewis hits a 90th minute winner mm-hmm. and he would never do this because he's a humble dude he's great you know I mean, he runs up to the flag, goes to the camera, lifts his shirt up, and his shirt says Florida is pink underneath it, and he fist pumps, <laughs> and he runs off and celebrates. And I was like, man, if that happened. That'd be, because oh, I wish that dream would come true. Here's the other thing that could happen, which is, like, a terrible thing to think about. Orlando, if they beat New York Red Bull somehow, they could possibly be p- playing a USL side for the championship. And yeah. they would celebrate it like they won Champions League. Oh, yeah, they would. They're like, uh, what's, like, what's uh, that and, meme where they're on the podium? And it's like, dude's popping champagne. He's like at the bottom, like it's like in third place or sometimes it's like in 10th place. Yeah, that, that's them. That's them. And here, here's the best part is like outside of like the analysts when they, you know, are good. Like I think most of the league thinks Orlando fans are annoying anyway. So it's fine. Like just, just be yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, and 
to that point though, it's no it's no knock against Sacramento Republic FC. Like, like congrats on making it farther than we did. But like I don't want to see them go up against Orlando to find out. At least Sporting Kansas City has the some of the players to be able to give them a fight. Because like do. I don't want them to win. Don't undersell Pasadena. <laughs> what, what Sacramento did. Yeah, don't don't undersell Sacramento. If what would be better is they lose to a USL team in the because they've never won hardware. That's like the one like gripe they have, right? Is they really want to get some piece of hardware. Uh, they probably haven't even won any like preseason, like, you know, those little four game tournaments that, that they do. Uh, so, Hey, that would be just amazing. If uh, I keep wanting to say Pasadena, if Sacramento, Sacramento, if Sacramento yeah. was able to take them down, that would be something uh, phenomenal for sure. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? On this short episode of the Inner Miami podcast, that's all I got for you today, buddy. Okay, I don't have another one for you. That's pretty easy. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to roll with the community episode for this next one because uh, Dan will be on daddy duty trying to just schedule something, get some sort of episode about the upsetting Orlando game. But we will not talk about it anymore after this. And we will have another chance at revenge when we play them at home at Drive Pink. And, uh, they set the tone, baby. You want to bring that? You want to say that ruckus? Like we're gonna we're gonna bring that heat. We're gonna be loud. We're gonna be uh, intimidating. I would imagine. But uh, thank you, everyone. Check us out on Twitter at Inter Miami Podcast on Instagram at Inter Miami Podcast. Uh, you got anything, buddy? Uh, just as always, if you're still listening to us, you're the real ones. After toughest loss, you know we appreciate you, La Familia. We appreciate you, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. And as always, vamos Miami. Vamos, Miami.